Hey there, podcast listeners, and welcome to this week's Physics Buzz podcast. I'm Mike Lucibella. I've said it before, but science and physics really are everywhere. And not only that, they can be really funny, too. This year at Comic-Con International in San Diego, California, I got the chance to interview Bill Amon, the artist behind one of my favorite comic strips, Foxtrot. Uh, what is Foxtrot about? On the surface, it's sort of a generic family strip. You've got three kids and two parents. Um, but I have sort of a nerdy background, and, and so I think... The flavor of the strip tends toward the geeky. Uh, a lot of math jokes, a lot of science jokes, computers, uh, a lot of pop culture stuff. What's your uh, What's your nerdy background? What's your science background? Well, uh, I was a physics major in college, my undergraduate degree. Um, I went to Amherst College and, and wasn't really sure what I wanted to do for a living and took a phys- physics class my freshman year and, and really enjoyed it and uh, decided I could worry about my career after college and so for four years I plunged into physics, and, and now I do comics. How do you, um, how'd you make the transition from you know, a physics degree to uh, cartooning? <laughs> I joke and say uh, physics taught me to, to work, work late at night on uh, very little sleep with lots of coffee in my bloodstream. But, uh, you know, I, I think there, there are certain similarities to the process I go through when I'm writing the strip. There, there's similarities between that and the way I would approach, say, a word problem. In, in math or, or physics, um, you know, I might I might try going down one path and, and sort of recursively back up and go, okay, that path's not working. Let's go down another, and, and you know, I'm forming these sort of branching trees in my head using language instead of you know math variables and, and values. How do um, how do physics concepts and science concepts kind of work their way into your strip? What I've done is I've got, I've got the youngest character in the strip, this boy Jason Fox. He's 10 years old. Um, I've, I've made him into this sort of uber geek who loves math, loves school, gets bent out of shape if he only gets an A triple plus instead of the octuple plus he was shooting for. Um, and he lets me inject a lot of really nerdy stuff that, that's not typically found in the comic section. You know, early on I, I did a strip with him doing a um, simple math problem. It was an area problem, like Farmer Bob's cornfield is, you know, five meters by or, you know, 50 meters by 40 meters, how, what's the area of his cornfield? And I had Jason use, use an integral to solve it. And the punchline was something like, call me Mr. Rigorous. And that got this great reaction from people. And um, so that, that gave me the confidence to, to every now and then, not, not every week, but every now and then, you know, throw stuff in that, that I know only 5% of the, the audience is going to get. Um, but I, I think it's, it's fun to have stuff like that in newspapers because typically you don't see a lot of math and science in, in papers. What kind of challenges does featuring science and physics in a strip uh, present? You know, is it hard sometimes? Uh, well, for me, it's getting harder just because I'm getting older and so my <laughs> physics degree you know, drifts farther and farther into memory. Um, no, that... The only real challenge I have is that my syndicate editor has no clue what I'm writing about sometimes, so it's hard for me to get it proofread properly. And, and since I was a B student in college, you know, that means 20% of the time I'm going to screw up. And, and uh, it's not a lot of fun getting a million emails on a Sunday morning because I botched the law of cosines or something. You know. Has that happened before? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> we fix stuff for the books, but for the newspapers, there's, there's about a 20% failure rate. What was, one, what was the biggest uh, science mistake that uh, your readers called you out on? Well, the most embarrassing was, um, as I alluded to earlier, the law of sines or law of cosines. One of those, I showed up for my five or ten year college reunion 
and one of my old math professors was there, and, and I was feeling kind of good about myself that I had this cool, cool job, and, and he, was, he was carrying one of my books, and I thought, oh, how great, he wants me to autograph this, and he came up, and he opened it to a certain page and pointed to a strip where I'd gotten the law of signs wrong, <laughs> or the law of cosines, one of the two. It's so humiliating. Jorge Cham writes a strip that you'll often see pinned to the wall of a grad student's office. His online strip, PhD Comics, is a favorite of academics, researchers, and scientists the world over. PhD Comics, it's a comic I started while I was in grad school. Uh, I was getting my PhD in robotics, and um, it just seemed like nobody was really telling the story of the graduate student. Of, you know, what does it mean to be a young, aspiring scientist? What does it mean to, you know, gain the, the PhD that will let you do research and all that? I started doing it for the newspaper on campus there at Stanford, and um, and I put him online. This was a long time ago, before like before Google. Are you doing the the cartoon full time? And um, how did you make the how did you make the transition? Yeah, you know, I finished my degree, and then I was an instructor at Caltech for a couple of years. And but I kept doing the comics um, kind of as a hobby on the side, just because I knew it was very important to me to have that creative outlet, and it was fun, and I knew that people appreciated it, and seemed to be making a connection with a lot of people. Uh, but then at some point, you know, after you've been uh, in a postdoc-like position or instructor uh, adjunct, which is what I was, um, you know, I, I kind of realized that these comics were much more popular than any research that I had ever done <laughs> or, or was doing. Uh, and so I just made the, the decision, you know, after some soul-searching to, to give it a go. And so it's been uh, seven years full-time. In what ways do you kind of draw on science and research? You know, how do you kind of incorporate that into your, um, into your strip? Yeah, so the comic strip is about science and research, uh, or at least kind of the, the culture of the people who make it and who investigate it. Um, you know, people sometimes describe it as kind of the Dilbert of science or the Dilbert of academia. What is it about science and research that you find funny? Like, how do you draw um, inspiration from science and, and research? Yeah, you know, I think it all just sort of comes down to the gap between the ideals of science. You know, science aspires to kind of a perfect mechanistic world that you can predict everything. Uh, but it's, it's being done by human beings. And so human beings are just funny. You know, we'll, we'll do things, we'll say things, we'll... Will make decisions that you know are just kind of funny that make you, make you think, oh, why, why, why would you do that? Or the humanity of of the pursuit of science is something that interests me. So, do you ever find yourself um, identifying with the characters? Well, uh, the main character was initially based on on myself. You know, I was just writing about things that happened to me and things that happened to my friends or my lab mates. Um, but then quickly, you know, over the years, these characters, I kind of took a life on their own, you know. You went to uh, CERN recently and produced a video about the, the Higgs boson. Can you, can you tell me about that, how that come about, and why you, why you wanted to do that? So the credit for that, I think, really goes to uh, Daniel Whiteson, who is the physicist that you hear in that Higgs boson video. So he had seen a lot of the comics that I made explaining science topics or physics topics, uh, like the laser one for the 50th anniversary. And he just thought that, you know, it worked really well, and that I explained things well. So he, he wanted to collaborate on, on one about dark matter and a few others. Uh, so we made the Dark Matter one, it became an animation, and it was very popular online. And then last year I asked him, like, what is this Higgs boson thing that everyone keeps talking about? And so we sat down, and I, I was in Geneva for a, a lecture, and so I stopped by CERN, and we had a long conversation, and I recorded it again. And, and so we made an animation about the Higgs boson. That's kind of how it became about. And it's been crazy. It's been, I think, viewed over a million and a half times online, and. Um, 
you know, linked by the New York Times, CBS News, and, every, you know, everybody online just seemed to have this hunger for something that ex explained what this thing is in, in sort of, you know, sort of a straightforward, clear way. And, and this seemed to have struck a chord. So what do you have coming up next? Do you have any uh, more projects on the horizon? Yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, so this fall, we're launching something, uh, a part of a new part of the website called PhD TV, where we are going to be doing a lot more animations that explain scientific topics in physics and in uh, many other things. We'll do also kind of a travel a science travel show, which I think nobody's ever that needs to be done. Somebody needs to do this, where we go around the world interviewing uh, young scientists and and checking out what sort of interesting uh, science and research is going on around the world. Tell me a little bit more about that. Like, where would you go? What what would you kind of do in the science travel show? Alex Lockwood, which is who is the um, this one of the stars of the PhD movie. She so she's going to be the the primary host for this. So, for example, our our premiere episode is we went to Hawaii, and we in one episode she goes out into the lava fields and tries to find lava, while talking to a, a grad student who studies lava as, as for her thesis. Uh, or uh, I went surfing in this episode, in another episode with uh, a physicist who who studies the physics of waves, and but he's also a surfer. He's like a almost professional surfer. Uh, so we're out there, we're surfing. We're, I'm trying to learn to surf, and and we're talking about the physics of waves. So. It's kind of a it's kind of a cool idea to kind of mix science with this kind of traditional uh, travel show idea. Cham's already posted one episode from NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory, taking an up close look at Curiosity, the Mars rover that just landed on the Red Planet. And keep an eye out for more on www.phdcomics.com. Now that's all for this week's Physics Buzz podcast. You can find more of our podcasts, our Physics Buzz blog, resources, and much much more at www.physicscentral.com. Thanks for listening. Thank <laughs> you.